Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stephen. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about probably the single most important key to a success, if you want to use that term, in almost every area of life. If you get this thing and you're a husband, you will be a better husband. If you are a parent, you'll be a better parent. If you're an employee, you'll be a better employee. If you're in a sports team, you'll be more effective in that sports team. If you get this life skill that I want to share with you about this morning, and that life skill is listening. The ability to listen. So when the coach is giving the game plan, you're not off in fairyland, missing the plays and all that sort of stuff. You're engaged and you're listening. Your team will go better. How many wives wish their husbands would listen more? How many many teenagers wish that their parents would listen to them more? Uh, We'd probably get a yes on, on most of those things. And what I discovered is that the Bible is full of this theme of listening. Our relationship with God is a conversation. We listen. He speaks. He speaks. We listen. That's how conversation works. Isn't that right? And we're here this morning and we've, we've said some stuff to God. We've lifted our voices in song. Uh, hopefully we're also, also listening. Um, so a couple of scriptures just to set this in place this morning. They're just scriptures that we've picked from around the Bible about the theme of listening that I want to get into the the, uh, some nitty-gritty stuff of, of what it means to be a good listener. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 9. Uh, so he, that is Eli, the priest, said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went to bed. He was just a little boy. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. It's an incredible thing that even right across this room at the moment, we can't see it, and apart from the sound of my voice, there are many sounds going on in here. Uh, there's, there's radio waves, there's TV audio, there's probably a bit of uh, you know, police broadcasting and whatever. If we had the right receptors, receivers, we could pull in all those sounds. They're out there all the time. Um, And that's how the voice of God is like. It's speaking all the time. If you want to know, is God speaking to you this morning? The answer is a resounding yes. God is never not speaking. Uh, The issue quite often is that we're not tuned in. We haven't got the, the receiver on the right wavelength. And that's what Eli was saying to Samuel, Samuel, if you will listen, if you will, will tune in, then God will continue to speak to you. And he did. Uh, second 
The scripture is Psalm chapter 116 and verse 1 and it's David speaking and it's basically saying that, that God listens. Uh, Psalm 116 verse 1, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. What an incredible picture that when you speak, God actually bends down to listen to your voice. And no doubt many of us have got things, if we had an opportunity to do coffee with Jesus this morning, there'd be stuff on our hearts that we would love to be able to share with him. Well, guess what? He's inclining his ear to that. He's ready to listen to that. And when you speak to him, the Bible says, or David says, he says, God actually bends down to listen. An incredible thought. And, you know, for those of us who are followers of Christ and, and hopefully in the passage of life and becoming uh, more along our discipleship passage of life, we will also become incliners of our ear and better listeners. Uh, third scripture, John chapter 10, verse 27 my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, they follow me, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one can snatch them away from me. And this is a picture of Jesus speaking and all of us as his followers listening to his voice. Uh, quite apart from the voice of the preacher or the voice of the, the singers, the songs, uh, God is speaking. And my prayer this morning is that you will hear him speak to you. If you do, then, life, then church would have been worthwhile this morning. Uh, and every one of us are here this morning to hear the voice of God. My prayer is that you will, you will hear it. Um, Matthew chapter 13 verse 9 says, Anyone with ears to ear hear should listen and understand. James 1.19, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, slow to become angry, for a man's anger does not bring the righteousness of God. Uh, how to be a good listener, how to be a better listener. I wonder how you would rate yourself on the listening side of things. Would you, would you say you are a good listener? Uh, how many people say you could probably do a little better than what you're doing? Uh, and so... As we talk this morning, maybe there'll be something within us that will actually light up a desire to be a better listener. Um, this happened to me and this message has actually come out of an experience that Joe and I had. We were, we were um, looking after a church down in Sydney and uh, as part of that we were down there for several weeks and we got invited uh, to a family home for, for dinner and we said yes, never knock back, a good feed. And uh, uh, so we went and uh, found the place, trusted our nav man to get us there and went in. We'd never been there before. We really didn't know these people all that well. Uh, and initially there was a talk about, you know, we'll show you around the home, this is how we got it and this is how what we've done and we've just changed this and whatever and we're just taking an interest in all of that kind of stuff and then 
and then uh, dinner came and it was a, a beautiful meal and we sat down and they had their family, their kids there and so we're interacting around the dinner table and after, after dinner the conversation just meandered around as dinner conversation does about a number of things. They shared a couple of things that was going on, on in their lives and what God was saying to them and, and some of their challenges and all that sort of stuff and, and then we went home. And we were driving, driving back home and saying, what a great family. It was, it was so good and we, we just had enjoyed that time. And uh, the next day, there was a knock on the door of the, in the place that we were, were staying and we opened the door and it was the lady of that house, the mother, the, the wife. And she had parcels and stuff and... Uh, she said, oh, I just really wanted to drop these things into you. We enjoyed last night so, so much. And, and uh, here's a gift here and here's a gift there. And there was a card and, and whatever. And we're thinking to ourselves, this is a bit over the top. You know, like you invited us to your place for dinner. But we said thank you and we were just sort of a little bit gobsmacked by just the whole deal. We just thought... Wow, that's that's a bit over the top. We we hadn't uh, we hadn't considered that that would be a likely thing. But when we opened the card after she'd gone, and the card just said simply, "Thank you for listening," and we just stood there looking at each other and totally amazed because we didn't really I don't really regard myself as a good listener. And if you want to get back up on that, you can have a talk to Jane afterwards. Um, uh, so I don't really, really see myself as a good listener. still don't. But I, we were just blown away by this phrase, thank you for listening. Uh, so that actually engaged in my head and with Joan. And we started to talk about this and we, we started to ask ourselves the question, how many people are going through life feeling like nobody's listening. And my guess is a lot. You may be even in church this morning and it's an issue with you and you think, nobody really gets me because nobody's really listening. And we kind of live in a world where listening is not valued that much because there's so much going on as noise and stuff happening and we've got sounds playing all the time and radios and TVs and all that kind of stuff and inside our hearts there is this quiet desperation, will somebody please listen to me? Uh, so that's where this message came from and, and um, uh, you know, it made me resolve in my own life to lift my game, to actually become a better listener. And uh, I mean, I, I, I suppose we're all somewhere on that scale. Uh, some people are great, great talkers. That's why I read out the, the, the James passage, be quick to listen and slow to speak. You've got one mouth, two ears. That's got to be saying something uh, uh, to us about this, this ratio uh, of how it works. But I, I would encourage you this morning to also work on your listening. Uh, it's a two-sided thing because I know, as I said before, I'm sure there are many of us in church this morning 
who would love people to listen to us. But on the other side of it, uh, there's a call on us uh, to be better listeners to other people. And I encourage you to, to join me on that, on that uh, same thing. There's a big difference between hearing and listening. And even this morning as you you sitting there and I'm talking and in a sense you can hear my voice, um, you can hear but, but not listen. Uh, there's, that's a distinct possibility. And I uh, you know, spent a lot of time in the Word over this message and, and there are many times in the Bible where it actually adds some adjectives to the listening thing and uh, uh, so God says, listen carefully. In fact, one translation uh, translates that, pay attention. So there's a difference between hearing and listening. Uh, Hearing is involuntary. You can hear next door's TV. You're not listening to it, but you can hear it. And we hear a lot of stuff that we don't actually listen to, uh, I've discovered. And... uh, uh, and they can actually apply to the voice of God too. We can kind of hear but not listen. Listen is actually a proactive decision. It, it's not an involuntary thing. We actually make a decision to listen. And sometimes real listening is, is not going to happen until, until we make that decision to listen. And... Uh, it's why I love that the, what the psalmist says about that when he speaks, he says, I'm going to keep praying. He says, I'll pray as long as I've got breath because I know that when I speak to God, he bends down to listen to me. And, and I think what a, what a great thing it is uh, to be heard by God. We think of Jesus as an incredible teacher, great preacher, uh, which he was. Uh, and, but Jesus was also, and we forget, I think, this side of it, that he was an incredible listener. You've only got to watch and read through the passage of the woman at the, wor- at the well and you, you can see Jesus listening, then he speaks, then he listens some more, then he speaks, and Jesus was actually a master listener. Um, there are great benefits in listening, you, you actually find out stuff uh, when you listen. I don't know whether you've ever had a conversation and there is that to and fro that they say a bit, you say a bit, and the conversation goes on. You kind of get into a stage where you think, this conversation has probably run its course, it's probably going to end, we're going to separate, <laughs> or we're going to change the subject, and suddenly you listen a little longer and out comes a totally another level of what that person is feeling and you think, we could, I could have easily walked away and missed that. Didn't really read that that thing was sitting inside of them but with the right encouragement, boom, out it comes and then when you walk away you think that's what that conversation was all about. The first half hour really didn't mean that much but the next half hour... <laughs> actually mean everything. And a lot of us live, I suppose, at that level in our communications that we do tend to withhold. 
and we withhold until we, we're confident that there's a trust on the other side of this equation and eventually stuff will come out. And uh, I, I want to encourage you, I'd love to pray with you after the service, service this morning. If you are one of those people who feel that you haven't been listened to for any reason, I'm not going to be able to solve that for you, but I would love to pray for you this morning that you will, number one, be confident that God is listening to you. Because if no, that's why the, you know, the Bible says, if all else forsake me, the Lord never will. And if you're in a position where nobody's listening to you, you can be guaranteed this morning that God is bending down to listen to you and not the superficial stuff. I mean, we can, we can listen to the comments about the weather and the footy teams and all that kind of stuff. But it's actually the listening deal doesn't actually happen until something real starts to come out of our hearts and that's what, that's what counts. Uh, benefits of listening. I was thinking about this, the, the payoff in listening. If you're a husband, there's a payoff in listening to your wife, I've discovered. But it applies in every situation. Uh, number one, that listening brings information. Um, you can think you know the facts, but you won't get it all until you listen. And... If we don't listen enough, we will jump to conclusions uh, and uh, afterwards discover, I really didn't get it. I really didn't realise that X, Y, Z was there. And I thought, and we'll go and do our I thought thing, which basically is saying I jumped to a conclusion without listening. Uh, so getting the facts is a good thing. When it comes to listening to God, it's also equally good to know the facts, to get the facts. Um, you know, when it comes to listening to the voice of God, there are a lot of people who uh, claim to hear the voice of God. Uh, some of them are in mental institutions, by the way. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a disparaging way, that we shouldn't expect to actually hear the audible voice of God over... Uh, my life, I think there's, there's one clear occasion where I believe that I heard the audible voice of God uh, and I think it was the only way he was going to get through to me. But I've heard, I've heard the voice of God by impressions in my heart. I've heard the voice of God by a, a inner compulsion. I've heard the voice of God through the scriptures. All I know is that I need to listen to get the facts right. There's a lot of misconceptions out there about God and who he is and whether he loves people or hates them, whether, he's, whether he hates gays or he loves gays and all kinds of stuff. And we're in this position of representing this God who we think we know but we haven't actually listened to enough. And uh, so it's a good thing for us as followers of Christ as, and uh, as church people who are wanting to represent Christ well to our community and our world to make sure that we listen and we get our facts right. Do you agree with that? I hope so. Um, number two, listening brings understanding. You get that aha moment when you listen long enough to understand why that person is a little bit nervous, why they do stand back a little bit, why, why they are a little bit snappy or whatever 
thing that you've noticed about them and you listen long enough, uh, you get that moment where you think, ah, now I think I get this thing. You're like that because this, this and this. And understanding comes. We get beyond what and we start to get to why. When it comes to listening to God, it is vital that we understand not just what God is saying, but what his heart is and why why he was saying it. I was talking to somebody the other day, Joe and I were having this conversation, and we were... So the question was this in the conversation. I'll just tell you what it was. And it really bent my brain, to be honest. It kind of... It, it, it rattled me. Uh, they said... If God is such a loving God, why in the Old Testament did he command whole nations to be wiped out? Um, so if you've got an answer to that, come up to me afterwards. <laughs> I'd love to hear the answer to that. Um, and we started to, to bend our brain about what is God really like? What? And then it was, yes, well, the Amalekites, you know, they were, God told all the people to wipe them off the face of the earth, even their animals and all that kind of stuff. And then you start to get into the why of it. Well, why did he do that? And what happened when that instruction wasn't fulfilled? And then suddenly you start to get an added bit of understanding. I'm not saying that it's, it still doesn't cause a little bit of angst in trying to get the whole picture of who God is and all that kind of stuff. But understanding increases when you know the why. And uh, it's a good thing to do. The third thing is that listening brings connection. When you listen to a person, you become connected to them. The shared knowledge, the maybe shared pain, maybe the shared joy, and you become connected. Uh, you, you know, in church life, we can have conversations before and after church, and they're all good. But they can sometimes not get to a level enough to bind us together because there's a reticence. We're, we're a bit, bit reluctant to share the whole deal. So we share a little, but when the whole deal is shared, somehow there's a bonding that happens and we really get connected. And, and uh, I think, to be honest, that Baylife Church is, is one of the best churches I know for that sense of community and connection. And I would, really would encourage you uh, to keep that going, there's a, a bond. Um, one of the ways that we value people is to listen to them. When a person is listened to, they feel valued. It doesn't really matter what they say. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've been standing there and been ignored or you've begun to speak and somebody's cut you off or whatever. I mean, it happens. It's life. But if that is a continual thing, there's a devaluing that happens uh, when that happens. And, you know, Joe and I have been pastoring churches for a, a long time. We've talked to a, 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 lot, of, uh, a, a lot of young people, as, or people of all ages, but I could just have in my mind uh, a number of particular conversations with teenagers where they would say to us, Mum and Dad couldn't care less about me and they're, they're basing it on they never listened to me. Now, if you were to talk to the parents, the boot would probably be on the other foot 
and they would say, don't know what it is with kids these days, they just never listen to us. And Because uh, we, we, we all want to be listened to, but none of us want to listen. And uh, uh, once again, it'd be, uh, be not surprising in a congregation this size, this number of people this morning, if somewhere out there there's an estranged teenager that's They've run away saying, I hate you. I never want to see you again, as teenagers sometimes do. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and on the other, just estrangement on other levels of relationship as well. And I would encourage you uh, to keep on listening. Even if you don't agree, it's still best to listen. And keep the listening going because listening builds connection and it brings value. If you don't listen to a person, you are automatically devaluing them. And this not only happens at, a, at a, uh, a personal level, but it happens on large-scale levels. Most of the protest movements uh, that happen, happen out of a group of people who are saying, we are not being listened to. So we're going to take to the streets and we're going to set cars on fire and do whatever we're going to be do because... They would say, because we want to be listened to. Nobody's listening to us. So there's a lot at stake. Uh, and I think that that's why uh, James actually links anger in with not listening. Um, what does he say? He says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. There's an anger, a resentment, an anger that builds when people are not listened to. Ignored people develop resentment and that resentment can easily turn to anger. There's a lot of people angry at God because they think that he's not listening. That's why I emphasise again, God is not only listening to you this morning, but he's bending down to hear your every word and to listen to the, your heart's cry. I was listening to, uh, two, I listened to two TED Talks. I got interested in this subject. How many people know what TED Talks are? They show you, you're with the TED Talk thing. Uh, the, uh, w one of these TED Talks was how to listen so that you can remember what you hear. And I, that intrigued me, so I listened to that one, and it was excellent. Um, then the same guy is doing the next talk, and his talk was how to speak so people will listen to you. Thought, that sounds pretty good too. And uh, so I've listened to both of those. I've got them downloaded, those, so I've got that, and I actually listened to them again last night just in, in preparing my heart for this morning. But this guy, one of the things he says is the that we as a community, uh, 21st century community, are largely losing our ability to listen. Uh, and he says, there's so many noises, he lists a couple of things, uh, we're so busy. If I ask somebody, how are you doing? And they, they comment, well, oh, busy. Well, busyness is antagonistic to listening. And uh, so we need to actually unbusy enough to listen, uh, and especially, of course, to the voice of God. Uh, sometimes we try to multitask our listening. We want to listen, 
and do something else at the same time. But you can't read the paper and listen to your wife. I've tried. I've practiced. <laughs> it doesn't always doesn't work very well. And we've developed so uh, many ways of recording what we want to hear. Uh, even this morning, chances are this may be recorded, so uh, you don't need to listen too much. Uh, if you forget everything, just get the recording, listen to it again. But we actually, because of that, we tend to not you know, listen as closely. Um, and sometimes we rely on somebody else telling us what has been said. Um, so it's not an unimportant issue. It's a, it's a very important one. I just want to round off with this and I'll just leave you with these things. Habits of good listeners. How to actually be a better listener. I don't know how many of these are, are but there's a, I think five or six or whatever. So here they are. These are things that I'm trying to apply uh, myself. Uh, number one is to position yourself to listen. Listening actually involves not just words but body language. So if you're going to listen, if, you, if it's talk time between husband and wife or between child and parent or between friend and friend, then position yourself where you've got eye contact and you can actually see expression on the face, you can look into the eyes, get the body language and give undivided attention. Uh, you know, you never listen properly if you're looking over the other person's shoulder to see if there's a better offer over there. Uh, the listening thing just suddenly took several hits. Um, number two is to remove distractions. I don't know if you've ever been in somebody's place and you're trying to have a conversation and over in the corner the TV is just going for it and you kind of think, can we turn that off? Uh, if we do, then we'll be able to listen and probably there's a number of other examples we could use of that. Remove the distraction. I've got this friend and uh, he's a really good friend, a lovely guy, I love him to bits but I don't think I've ever had a conversation with him without he answers his phone in the middle of the conversation. And uh, uh, I, I got so frustrated once, it was, it was about the third or fourth time it had happened, and I said to him, called him by name, I said, if you answer that phone one more time, I'm going to get it and throw it in the, in the river. And, and he looked at me and went, oh, you nasty man. Um, but if you actually want to listen, you've actually got to minimise um, distraction. Number three, make it all about them and not you. Uh, you can't listen to a person and keep interrupting them, telling you how that same thing happened to you, only it was worse. Um, that conversation is going to go nowhere and the listening is limited. Make it all about them. And number four, just uh, tie these up. Uh, give active response. Uh, you know, in our kind of churches, we actually um, encourage response. We encourage people to say amen or get involved in the worship and uh, all that kind of stuff. And part of that is that it is an aid to listening. And when you're listening to the other person, to nod your head, to say yes, to tell them you get it, 
to nod, to smile. It all lets the other person know, I'm onto it. I'm listening to you. And it's a valuable thing. Uh, Number five, get the complete picture. Let the person get to the finish. Uh, You know, as I said, there's been a couple of conversations since I've been on this journey uh, where the conversation will go into a bit of a lull, at which point I now say, is there anything else that you want to tell me about this? And usually at that point, the real guts of it comes out. Um, So get the complete picture. Number six, reflect back on what you think you heard. Let me see if I'm hearing this right. You're saying that they did that to you and this is how it made you feel. And they might say, you've got it. How can no one else understand that? Or they might say, no, 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 that's not it. This is what's happening. And you clarify the thing. Be a good listener, an active listener. Number seven is to don't answer questions that are not being asked. Uh, The worst case scenario in listening is to think that you know what these people need and you just start hammering away and letting them know. You know that the world out there, unsaved people need to be listened to as much as anybody and sometimes we're so busy to trot out the four spiritual laws and tell them what, how they need to get saved and all this sort of stuff. We're not actually listening. Listen first and make sure that you get it. Our friendships, our marriages, our relationships with all of those that we care about and our relationship with God himself will all be sweeter if we learn to listen. Just bow your head real quick. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.